beautiful people and fellow whiners, and welcome to another episode of A Little Something to Whine About with your host, Siobhan Camille. And I am Michelle. Where we whine, W-I-N-E, about life, love, relationships, and more because sometimes you just need to whine a little. And today we will be whining, as it is our family theme September, about bullying. So grab a glass of your favorite red, white, or rosé, as always, and join us on the couch. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, have a seat on the couch, not in the driver's side of your vehicle. And if you are in the driver's side of your vehicle, please do not have the keys in the ignition and the vehicle (laughs) turned on. Translation. Don't be driving, okay? And drinking while you're listening to this. Um, today has been a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. Very busy coming up on some major activities on this side with the parental's wedding coming up. So I am in the mood for wine. <laughs> <laughs> good day bad day stay away it, don't even talk look, about it when that was posted i was like i need to call man i'm i'm <laughs> i am i am fully at the bottom and it was first thing in the morning and i was like i need the barrel okay <laughs> <laughs> i am at stay away and it is the beginning like it was legit seven o'clock in the morning <laughs> i was legit like yep i don't want to be bothered I need a glass already. So it's been one of those weeks for me and it is not over, but I am moving right along. But as you know, um, before we start whining about life, we like to whine about what we're whining on. So Siobhan, tell us about your drink today. So today, fellow whiners, I have... Um, mine is a soft red blend by Menage Trois Silk. And if y'all recall that name, it's because during one of our wine outs, I want to say the, I husband. Know the husband had mm-hmm. the Menage Trois Silk. So I got the soft red blend. It's a California 2019. Y'all know I'm really not a fan of red. So I'm really not a fan of red. But, but. this is the thing. No, no, no. So I'm going to tell y'all why, though. And this is going to be just this is my wine fun fact. I'm going to do my wine fun fact. No, I'm going to do this now. So here's the (laughs) wine fun fact of why I feel like I don't like red. So we were looking it up earlier, ladies and gentlemen, about decanting wines, right? And red wines, you're supposed to decant for at least an hour, like 60 minutes. If it is a full body, it's supposed to be 60 minutes. If it's medium, it's supposed to be 45 to an hour. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't, I can't let wine sit that long. And this is why I think that I don't like reds. Like we had a whole conversation. So I'm just bringing y'all into the loop. I don't feel like I rock with reds because I'm not here to sit for that. And you don't really have to do that with white. Like cut that time in half when it comes to whites. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's so I'm not really sure I didn't read the back of this when I actually bought this because this I didn't buy this for me I bought this for the boo friend because he's in the reds but I was like well I might as well just try this because it's here and I'm not buying anything else word 
reading the back of this. I'm not have I, now that I'm actually reading the back of this. <laughs> I don't have high hopes, ladies and gentlemen, because it this thing says a blend of Pinot Noir, Malbec, and Petite Syrah. I, I let me tell you, I know Noir, and I don't really. It's pray for me, people. Okay, y'all, please. <laughs> Please. That sounded like a whole lot. So Siobhan has done the fun fact for today. So we're going to leave it at that. My wine of choice for some, the, I have been on this brand specifically. Voga Italia. I'm thinking that I may enjoy the brand Voga. Hmm. Um, all except for that red mess. The Salento, the red blend, right. The, the red mess. That mm-hmm. was a mess. That was an <laughs> entire mess. Um, that's the only one in that brand that I have not enjoyed. So my husband went to the store and he saw the brand Voga Italiente. You change this every time you say it. <laughs> Italiana, Ita- Ita- Italia, Italiente. This thing is going to change every time. <laughs> every time. As long as you guys know, it's a thing at this point. Um, and he found a rosé mm. of Pinot Grigio. Nice. I have never seen, I don't think if I don't, I've never seen it. And I don't think it's because it hasn't been around. I think I just haven't been paying attention. So, um, and the shape of the bottle was pretty. It doesn't look like the, uh, the Voss bottle. It it kind of, it kind of, um, comes out a little at the base. So it's a little bit more sleek. Um, but it's really, really nice. So I was like, well, since I'm here and my husband bought this, I might as well make a thing out of it. So this is thanks to the the husband. husband. Thanks to the husband. I am trying for the first time popping grapes, um, the rosé of Pinot Grigio. And there is, of course, absolutely no description because my (laughs) wines don't have that. So I don't know what is in this other than Pinot Grigio, okay? And some type of rosé in some way, and it sparkles. Um, that's just based off of reading. <laughs> so jumping into our whining topic, as those who are not new to the podcast, if you are, hello. Don't forget to subscribe and check us out on Instagram at a little something, the number two whine about. For those of who know, who have been here, our loyal fellow whiners, bullying has been a topic that we have been saying for a few episodes that we are going to take our time and whine about it later. So today is the day. Man, I'm just over here making faces, y'all, because this is a trigger. I'm not even going to yeah, pretend. I don't understand the shape, the rock back and forth right now that I am witnessing. It is so trill. <laughs> she is like five, four, three, two, one, pull. Like, go. Charge. Like, it is a thing. So because this is something that my sister is very, very passionate about, I am going to say... Why not, my sister? Why I promise not? y'all, I'm gonna try not to rant because I this is a co oh, thing, it's and I'm, I'm not gonna try to monopolize the time. I'm not. Uh-huh. I promise, I'm not. But let me be very clear on a couple things. Number one, 
bullying is a huge problem and it's always been a problem and it's not going to be a problem that's solved or goes anywhere and people until people really want to acknowledge the problem that it is that's number one number two in relation to that i want to say right now for the record that emotional scars are just as damaging as physical scars if not worse I'm about to say, if not worse. If but, not worse. Yeah. And I'm here to say that they're probably worse. And the reason being because people don't care as much. If you see somebody with a, you know, scar down their right arm or across their face, it's, oh my God, what happened? What? Oh, are you okay? And you care about what caused that scar. But Mo- emotional and psychological scars are worse because you can't see them. So people don't already, this person is battling something that you don't even recognize. You don't see, you don't, and most people don't acknowledge that's a problem. Then three, and I was going to hold this until we did, we started our for the culture, which is us talking about black culture specifically. till we did that next, next year, 2022, I was going to hold this, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not because I'm black today. And I'm going to say this today. Oh, why? Black people, get your together when it comes to bullying, period. That's it. Because so much of the detriment that that exists within the quote unquote Black community is done to itself. I'm not saying that there isn't racism. I'm not saying there aren't external factors that are a problem. But let me say it like this. Y'all have to hold some type of accountability and responsibility because you expect everybody else to anyway. Any chick out here that's got five kids by three different dudes, y'all quick to tell her, well, you need to choose better, girl. That's on you. You pick bad guys, so you deserve all this trash that comes to you. But the guy out here in the same with with five kids and three baby mamas, y'all crickets, I don't hear you. So we can't do that. And, And when it comes to bullying, it's the same thing. You can't talk about oh, white people do this to us and this to us and this to us. And I'm not saying they get a pass. They do not. But if you ask most black people, the people that did stuff to them or that traumatized them were other black people. I've never in my life been called nappy headed by anybody other than a black, anybody white. Let me say that. I've never, I've never been called it by anybody that's not black and be flat with you. Okay. Most of this bullying that happens, whether, and bullying is all types of forms. Let's be very clear. I'm not even just talking about children. This is about families, so yes, but not even just that. The, oh, you nappy-headed, bullying. The colorism, bullying. The, oh, you too skinny, all black chick, black chick's supposed to be thick, bullying. Um, Cancel culture, bullying in a lot of ways. This is, it's toxic. It's toxic. So when people want to talk about toxicity and this, that, and the third, it starts a lot in the house. Okay. Let's be very clear when I say this as well, that you can't go, oh, the school didn't feed my kid. Did you feed your kid? Is your kid eating at your house? Okay. So in the same vein, you can't be like, oh, white people mistreat us. Are you beating each other? Are you disrespecting each other? It starts at home. It starts internally. Yeah, external is a problem. Don't get me wrong. But you got to be good with you. And that goes from a community standpoint to an individual standpoint. Mm-hmm. That's just facts and figures. It, it does. It does. It does. I can't sit here and be like, oh, that dude is giving me <laughs> that dude is giving me cocaine because I'm not going to do crack. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be that, that 
crack is whack. Okay. Crack is whack. Okay. I'm not, <laughs> crack is whack. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be that stereotypical. I can't be like, oh, shame on this dude for handing me cocaine. I'm buying it though. And even if I didn't get it from him, I'm getting it from somebody else. If I'm putting it up my nose internally, there's a problem here. He's external. He's just like, I have it for you. I'm providing it for you. He's an enabler. That's a problem. Yes. But the problem starts with me. This problem starts internally. So get it together. And I'm going to pause right here. Because I said I wasn't going to monopolize all the time. I'm trying to, you know, this is, I'm I, not trying to do that. I understand. And, and, and I agree. Um, and what you said reminded me of what my mother, and I'm pretty sure most of our parents have said, um, get your house in order. Yep. Meaning get yourself in order. And I do understand that there are um, other uh, extenuated circumstances in reference to self-hate over generations and history and things like that. I definitely understand that. But once we recognize a problem, it is now our job to fix it. I feel like as far as bullying goes, when you talk about our culture, we recognize the problem, but there aren't as many of us willing to fix it. We look for outside sources to help fix our community. And knowing they're not going to, that that's not what's going to help us as far as our community, we do have to fix. It is going to be an internal job. We're going to have to do that internal work. Mm-hmm. And, and there are some psychological things that, that have been passed down and generational curses that for those who, who don't believe in that, that's fine. You can be ignorant to it if you want to. But th- those internal things that, that interfere with us from generation to generation to generation that's handed down. Um, and we do, we have to understand, we have to understand that, acknowledge it, and then implement change. I feel like as far as our community goes, implementing is where we fall short. Implementing is where we start to allow the excuses to re- to be the reasons why not to, mm-hmm. or the excuses to be the handicap of why not to. And this is again my personal opinion and my and what I see as far as our community. Um, now, as far as bullying goes, I definitely have a bullying story, and I will say it it of. Uh, it still affects me to this day to the point of where uh, it affects how I am raising my children. But instead of me doing it in a negative way, I try to do it in a positive way. And like I said in the previous wine out with Sean that you can see on YouTube in color about leveling up, like I said, um, being more transparent with them has become a thing in ref a thing for me in reference to my teaching to them. And I have been very candid and open um, in letting them know about my experiences with bullying and why I press so hard for them one, not to bully anyone else, or um, if you see someone being bullied, know when to step in and when not to. I think that's another big part in bullying um, because everybody wants to say, well, you see it step in. There is an appropriate time and an appropriate way to step in. If you don't know how to do that appropriately, then you're not going to do anything but put yourself and the person 
in danger or heighten that situation. Yep. So it's, you, you have to be taught those things. And you, you, you have to know the right way to handle things so that uh, a positive outcome, not even a positive, the, well, yes, a positive outcome could be more of a result. Um, right. In reference to that, uh, bullying for me is a big issue. Um, it always has been. And like you said, those emotional scars, uh, they take a while. They, they become a part of your life story. They take a while to heal, which is why therapy and things like that and having that good circle around you um, and being able to be vulnerable and talk to those people is really, really important. I was bullied. And just so that we're clear, the definition of bullying is to seek to harm, intimidate, or coerce someone perceived as vulnerable. I was bullied in middle school. It started in seventh grade into eighth. Um, and it was, that was the longest extent of bullying. I, I uh, as far as, um, that's the, and, and it really, really played a part on me. Um, it really, really took, took a piece of me. Um, I had small bullying experiences throughout like, um, elementary school, but, and I had a small bullying experience in, uh, in bullying, embarrassing experience in high school. Um, as an adult, I have, I can honestly say I have not been bullied because I've been able to, and I have learned to say, uh-uh, you're not going to bully me into this. You're not going, you, I've learned to speak up for myself. Um, during the course of that that longest period, it taught me that if nothing else to speak up for myself and and to know that I'm not alone. I think a lot of reason why bullying is is such a big thing is because it's it's one of those things where it's um you feel isolated, but you're not because you're not the only one that's been bullied at some point. Like, remember when we were growing up, we were always told a lot of times the bully is being bullied and they don't know how to express that. So they end up bullying people. This phrase, hurt people, hurt people. Mm -hmm. That's where that comes from. So we have to kind of take a step back and really look at it. Um, and, and it's painful. It can be painful. My experience came from me doing something right. I literally had a group of boys yanking at my skirt, like literally. I had on a tennis outfit. For all those who don't know, tennis outfits back in the day was this stuff. Uh, and I was cute that day. Like, I know I was cute. I was like, oh, my God, I don't like tennis outfit. I ain't <laughs> played a lick of tennis, but I was cute. And I felt it. And confidence was high, ready. To get through the day, you know, you have one of those good days. And I had a group of about four boys pulling my skirt up. Mm. And the thing is, we had just watched a video on sexual harassment. Mm. And I remember sexual harassment. You don't have to take it. You know, all the jokes that they put behind it, which was a serious message. Right. I took it seriously. So I reported it. Little did I know that this was going to turn me into a villain. And that's what it did in middle school. It turned females 
against me. No guy wanted to talk to me, of course not. Oh, because she is snitch. Yes, I'm going to snitch if you're pulling up my skirt. What the heck do you think is going on? Like, mm. I'm, I I was never one of those fast tail girls. That was never me. So, nah. So it, it was that. So I was like, yeah, I, yeah you're not going to pull up my skirt and I not say something. It's even me say something because I know I can't, y'all dudes, I can't fight all of them. So I got to be smart about this. And two, you should have never put your hands on me. Like, what? How am I wrong for saying, hey, you guys are doing something you're not supposed to do to me and I am turned into the villain. So for me, at that point, that's why I, when I when that I got that stigma, I then turned in, I became angry. So from then, I was snappy. I was, and I was because I was defensive. I was, the, mm-hmm. you know, so now I got to protect myself. These people weren't here for me. So by that, I got a nickname. They called me Pitbull. In my head thinking, oh, so now y'all gonna call me a bee to my face. Right. So, you know, so all of this, like all of this, and I, because of my birthday, I have a late birthday, Sagittarius. I was in the, the class before the class I was supposed to be in. So right. all of these people were older as well. So it was like, what in the world? So it went from that in the seventh grade to the eighth grade, a group of girls were literally just coming at me. I don't know these girls from the right to the left. I got accused of writing this somebody's boyfriend, a full page letter expressing how this girl wanted to, whoever this girl was, she wanted to do all these sexual things. Again, I wasn't there. Like mentally, I wasn't into sex. I really wasn't into boys like that. At that point, I was trying to, I was struggling with my grades and my parents. At that point, a lot of people didn't know my grades had suffered to the point where I was literally on punishment my seventh grade year. I was into my eighth, like horrible because of what happened that seventh grade. It was really bad. But what I didn't do, I didn't speak up. I didn't tell my parents that I had filed for sexual harassment. I didn't tell my parents the bullying that I, that I was experiencing. I didn't tell them. I had a teacher, my seventh grade science teacher, Ms. Blondeville, tell me, we went around the class. She was like, what y'all want to be when y'all grow up? Like, what are your dreams or aspirations? This woman, this educator, literally, I told her I wanted to be an entrepreneur. One, because that's all I knew. I wanted to have my own dance studio. This woman looked me in my face and told me, you can't do that. You're not smart enough. So, I, you know, now I'm like, oh, crap. Now I got teachers against me. This is a grown woman. So it was middle school for me, to sum this up, middle school for me was really, really, really hard. And middle school for me was seventh and eighth grade. So going into eighth grade, dealing with this pack, like pack, of girls from Kitland, pack girls, telling me how I wanted them, somebody's man, and I was a slut, and this, like, all of this. Now, mind you, I didn't live in that neighborhood. I lived in D.C. I couldn't tell you who this, this boy's name. I still can't tell you to this day what this boy's name is. When they showed me the letter, it wasn't my handwriting. It was pretty. My handwriting is trash. I agree with that. Oh, shut up. like but and I'm looking like I had one friend my best friend Michelle 
was and the reason why she was my best friend because she didn't live around it either she lived in baltimore mm. so that goes to show you like i wasn't around these people how, how, why was i the person the target I was targeted for so many things that when I say hit me out the blue and I'm looking like, what are we talking about? Who are you? What? I'm confused. How did I get into this? Are you sure it's the right Michelle? Like all of this, like lit all of this slammed up against blockers that happened once and I ended up getting suspended because now that's one thing. I would fight you. I ain't had no problems with that. Once I found out I was going to get in trouble for fighting, by my parents. Oh, it was a wrap. I was ready. Oh, we could go. I'm <laughs> name Pitbull for that. Could go. Because at that point, it got to. I have nah, to protect myself. I, can, I have to protect myself. But if nothing else, you can talk. You can talk to her all. You can talk about her all day long. If you touch her, then you got a problem. And that's where my relief came from. But my eighth grade year, it got so bad. My dad was like, I'm transferring you. They transferred me in the middle of the school year. When they transferred me to the next school, I saw a lot of my friends who I was with in like elementary school. So immediately it was familiar territory. My Mm -hmm. grades went up and it was like I was myself again. But for that year and a half, it was really, really dark for me to the point where I was wearing nothing but black and gray. We didn't have uniforms then. Mm -hmm. To the point where my dad literally, when he took me shopping, he said, you're not buying anything black or gray. Because they know, that's when they noticed. Eighth grade is when they really went, wait a minute, something's not right. Her grades slipped. Like the whole year, I didn't have to repeat nothing, but I was dead, dead on their clothes. And now she's wearing nothing but black and gray. Like no white, black and gray. They were like, yeah, it's, it's something. It has to be that school. It has to be. So that was my bullying experience. And that's, again, surf, well, in, in detail for the most part about that. Um, I told a girl, my breath stank, and I didn't even talk in school. Like, I didn't. The only person I literally talked to was Michelle. I didn't talk in school. I, and that's, that's, that was what it got to the point. I didn't talk. Like, my teachers would call on me, and I wouldn't say anything. Because I was afraid of everybody else saying something. The snicker, you know, the little snickers behind. <laughs> I didn't talk. Oh, but I had stank breath and this, this, that, that, and the other. And all mm-hmm. of that. And I was like, and it one boy, I don't even know his name. I think his name was William. I do know his name. Was like, how y'all know she got stank breath? She don't say nothing. And I looked up. And he was like, and they laughed and moved on. But I'm guessing that's because he said something. Oh, it's definitely because he said something. So I will say this to to touch on something. One generational curses do exist. And you actually touched on a big one. And that is standing by black males to the detriment of and at the expense of black females. Now, I'm not going to get it. That is a whole one for a whole nother time. So please know that when we do for the culture, that's coming. I, do, I will put a pin in that. That is a wine for another time. And we, we will, we will come back to that because that's a huge problem. My bullying experience has definitely made me who I am because 
my bullying wasn't two years. It was second grade through ninth grade. Mm. It was seven years straight. So for history, um, I went to my preschool was private. It was black owned. It was a black owned private preschool. Shout out to them. Grasshopper Hill. Black people doing it. My kindergarten and first grade was a private school. My parents told me in private schools. It was mixed though. I had my kindergarten class is actually pretty big. My sixth grade, my first grade class was only like me and six other people. It was me, a mixed girl, two white girls, two white boys. It was that. I wound up going to public school, which this is probably another part of the reason for those who listen to uh, Back to School, which came out on September 1st, why I don't really get behind public schools. In addition to the education, it's just not great. My experience there wasn't wonderful either. Um, second grade, I wound up going to public school. And it, the school itself was K through eight. I was there second through eight. And I can't even, literally when I tell you it was Every day, that's what I mean. I'm not exaggerating. This is not an exaggeration. That's that's a literal blanket statement of the truth. My only break was summer break. And it sucked because as a smart kid, all my teachers love me. As mm-hmm. a as a kid who enjoys learning, as a person who enjoys learning, even to this day, that never got killed. It was a huge conflict of interest because I won't be there. I didn't want to be there. I'd have done so much better homeschool. I didn't want to be there at all because my mother, and I remember my mom's thing was, well, you go to school to learn. So just try to like put it past you. Here was, here was, here's my issue. Here's my issue. Second grade was, and I had friends, like my, my little five girl tribe, you know, the Spice Girls and, and I could name all of them. We were all cool, <laughs> but my rage kicked in. Like the rage mm-hmm. I inherited from my father kicked in. I got in a fight second, third, fourth, and fifth. And I would just try to be real quick on the highlights of each of these years. Second grade, there were two boys, um, Eric and TJ. Because again, these scars stick with you, people. You don't That's forget why you can these remember names. names. You can remember names. You can remember their faces. All of that. And it also doesn't help hurt or doesn't help, however you want to look at that, when you're literally in the same school with this person for six years later, like six mm-hmm. ongoing years. So second grade, they used to say, unleash the beast. I still, I basically, my biggest thing, starting in second grade, and I had no real concept until second grade, I was called ugly every day from second grade to eighth grade. Every day. I had, before I even had any concept of what that was, because mind you, second grade, I was seven years old. Mm-hmm. before I really even had a concept. So by the time I get to what a concept of that even means in like seventh grade, I've already heard this for five years. Mm-hmm. So it it's, I was called uh, Unleash the Beast. I was told I had a big nose. I was told I had, was made fun of for having big lips. That one later somehow turned into a compliment come seventh and eighth grade when boys got their little hormones going on. We'll get there. Uh, that was second grade. Third grade was, oh, you too skinny. Somebody found out I did ballet. So that was a thing. Um, still with the big nose thing, still with the big lips thing. Third grade, let me, I learned boys are stupid in third grade because Timothy Wright, and I will never forget Mr. Timothy Wright because I actually, <laughs> I was in line 
Now, mind you, we were in an annex. So this was the new newest part of the building. And they, when they built it, they built it, <laughs> they built it with concrete. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in line. We were in line. He was paving like two or three people behind me. And he kept me, yo, Siobhan is it? Yo, Siobhan is it? And talking about me. And I said, I, I wasn't a fighter. I was actually a calm person. He was getting on my nerves and, and everybody reaches their breaking point. And I reached mm-hmm. mine one time, second grade. This was my one time in third grade. And it just happened to be him. And I was just like, leave me alone. And he kept talking, kept talking, kept talking. And I was like, leave me alone. Kept talking, kept talking, kept talking. I peacefully got out of line. I peacefully walked to Timothy and I peacefully slammed his head against the concrete wall. And my teacher, Miss Melcher, hey, who I saw um, wow. on my birthday. Well, I saw, cause I see her all the time. I literally saw her when I went to the mountains and it was like, are you serious? I see her all the time. She was, and we were her first class out of, out of teacher school. Okay. Cause I was like, wait. So she was young. She was like, <laughs> okay. oh my God, Siobhan. Cause I slammed his head and he pushed me and we, I'm about to box him. Like, I'm good now. Like, let's go. And we're she here. was, we're here. And happening. she sent me to the office. But here's how I realized boys are stupid. Because we sat in the office next to each other. When we get there, the lady at the front was like, why are y'all here fighting? She said, okay. Each said, other? But the, the way we didn't get there. She just said fighting. She said, have a seat. Okay. So we're sitting next to each other because there are only like four or five chairs. We're sitting next to each other. This boy sits there for like three, two, three minutes. And then turns to me and is like, I can't believe you really hit me. I was like, I told you to leave me alone. He's like, yeah, but you like, yo, you really hit me. Yes. And he was like, man, and just kind of sat there. And I'm like, what, ex- what experience are you mentally having? I don't think it was mental. <laughs> and then he literally, but then he turned to me and I don't even remember I, ladies and gentlemen, I don't remember exactly what it was said, but it was something along these stupid lines. So you like Pokemon? Like, whoa, what? Like, now oh, you're asking me if I like something? How did we get here? I, I, it was his hormones. But point is, that's when I learned boys are dumb. Okay. That's when I learned boys are dumb. Fast forward to fourth grade, still with the skinny thing. Clothes became an issue because it was the year, and I will never forget this. It was like an alternating year. Nikes were in and Reeboks were in and Nikes were in and Reeboks were in. And I always had whatever the off year was because I went off of comfort, really. So it was that. It was, oh, you too skinny, this, that, and the third. You're ugly. That was fourth grade. Fifth grade, I had a whole hate club dedicated to me. Wait a minute. I had a whole hate club. And this was when hate clubs were popular. So this is the, uh, we'll get there. This is when hate clubs are popular. I had an entire hate club and it probably wouldn't have bothered me except two of my so-called friends were in said hate club. And they hated on me because they were like, oh, we hate Siobhan because she always talking about Texas. I wasn't always talking about Texas. I was talking about Texas if I had to go to Texas because y'all keep right. me. And I went to Texas because my father's family was in Texas. So y'all- I gotta go me. see my family. I'm not grown. I can't make my own decisions. So this kids. was kids. So this was that. <laughs> But like I say, it was a matter of I had a whole hate club. And what kills me now is three people in that hate club, for some reason, like friended me on Facebook way back when I had Facebook and then had the audacity to say stuff about all these haters I got. Bitch. Like, I'm going to say it like that. Wow. Really? Like, that was my first thought was like, honey, you really want to talk about people hating on you? You had a whole hate. I guess we forget how we forget. Sixth grade was more bullying. Seventh grade was more 
eighth grade was more every day it was ugly i will say the violence stopped because it also got to the point where people wanted to you know put your hands on you fighting mm-hmm. i said in sixth grade that i was done fighting and i remember seventh grade man people kept trying to push me to fight it didn't work and mm-hmm. when th- it didn't work i was like i'm not i'm not falling into that you want to call me whatever then it's just gonna be what it's gonna be and the irony flip of that was I wound up basically having bodyguards that I didn't know that I had. I had people, I will never forget this one girl, Susie, who was like, this one girl, uh, Shanika or something, wanted to fight me. And Susie was like, well, Siobhan, I'm not going to fight you, but I will if you look up to fight somebody. And I was like, what just happened? Like, in the hallway, like, well, hold on. First of all, where did you come from? Second of all, how did we get here? Like, and it became that. It became, I was known for being the peacekeeper of the school. I actually kept my friend in the seventh grade, Sakima, from fighting this girl in the eighth grade, Kima. And so that, me keeping them from fighting. They had beef because they had the same name? <laughs> close enough. They, I don't remember. I don't know what their problem was, but it was a big one. And they finally did fight. I went to the bathroom. I came out. They were fighting. I was like, damn it. Um, <laughs> I tried. I can't be there all the time. Um, bullying stopped for me in high school and I went to a predominantly white high school. And this is why I say the problem is in the black community. I went to a predominantly white high school. I ain't had these issues with white people. And the, the little bit of attempted bullying that I had in high school came from the black girls there. <laughs> because, oh, you think you all that because you from the city school, because you from the city public school, because they were in the suburbs. But you're you like, think- why do I, how do you come to the conclusion that I think highly of myself? Like, that, I think that I'm all that because of where I come from. I think that I'm all that because I'm me. Yes. There you nothing to do with and it's me. because I'm smart and we're in school. This is where I excel. But it had nothing to do. And I was quiet. I was quiet in high school. Right. So and what like, gave you mostly. the impression that I thought? You think I'm all that. You're envious and you're jealous. And that's what that was. But I had already come to this conclusion by high school. Mm-hmm. But the reason I say that is I went to a whole different high school. And these girls from my middle school who didn't like me. I had a, I had a boyfriend who went to one of the public high schools. He went to Nottingham. He went to one of the city high school, public high schools. Mm -hmm. They basically broke us up because he came to me one day and was like, you got a whole boyfriend and this, that, and I'm like, what are you talking about? He was like, man, cause these girls coming to me. I was talking to one of my friends and I said that I was with you. I said, hold up. You said my name. He was like, yeah, because you know, anybody, most school districts, middle, certain elementary schools feed into middle schools, feed into high school. So they do mm-hmm. this. And then once you get to high mm-hmm. school, like, you know, three elementary everybody schools, know three elementary, five elementary schools will feed into three high, three middle schools, which will feed into one high school. That's what it is. So he didn't know them because he had gone to the other middle school. He went to Levy. He didn't go to you. But I was like, and he was older than me. He was like two years older, three years older than me. And I was like, they don't like me. And it literally came down to, and he wouldn't tell me exactly who, but I knew they were girls that came to my school. Cause he's like, they know you, man. They were telling me like, you went to this class and you was in this class and you went to this school stuff. Conversations we had about middle school. And I was like, I already told you that nobody liked me. And it just sounded bad. It sounded like I was making an excuse and like, nobody likes me. So I'm, and I get that. Mm-hmm. But when I say bullying, that's what I meant to the point where, and I was well, not say like the best relationship, but I was dancing like that wasn't really my focus anyway. But these right. girls took it upon themselves to destroy my relationship by spreading rumors that I was cheating on him with some dude. I had some boyfriend that then they were like, oh yeah, pretended that they were my friends is how they knew all this information. Cause I was like, well, how are they even claiming that they noticed? These girls don't even like me. Now nah, they say that y'all cool. 
wow, that's new. Cause they hated and me we, for six years. Was, right, but if but see, then I fault him for that too. Because if these are my friends, have you seen me with them? And that was what I said. But again, but by the same token, he like you say about being in different areas. You'll never hear me talk about no like none of this. Like if I'm coming to you saying I hate school, like nobody likes me. But now I got friends. But that, but what I'm saying is we were already in high school. So middle school was over. So they were basically right. going to him and telling him in ninth grade that we were friends from wherever again. And it was a messy thing. But that was when I was like, yo, bullying just extends. Now, here's where I am as an adult. We not going for that at all. Like I am more violent yes. in my adulthood than I was in my childhood because I tolerated so much for so long. So at this point in the game, if you want to be on some bullying stuff like that, come see me. Well, but I say that because bullying and all of those scars that I hold and people whose names I still remember and things that still affect me are things that will never leave me. Mm hmm. Because I've had conversations with you. I've had conversations with a friend. I've had conversations with various dudes that I've engaged with or dealt with who I've been like, yeah, I was the ugly friend. And they will look at me and be like, well, how? You're not ugly. But mm. I will never feel pretty. And I may not have ever felt that way one way or another because then, then you get the question nature versus nurture situation. And I'm sure that, you know, had I hit middle school, or high school, all of these magazines and everything would have pushed their jobs to tell me that I wasn't pretty anyway. But I at least had a concept. I was not allowed to have self-awareness before people foisted their opinions of me on me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In that way, mm -hmm. when it comes to physicality, I had already known I was smart. My right. preschool teachers told me this. My kindergarten teachers told me this. My first grade teacher told me this. Even through all the bullying, my, my, my teachers were telling me this. My mom instilled it in me. You aren't going to shake me. So I figured if I'm not going to be pretty, I'm going to be smart and I'm going to be a good person. And that was another reason that ironically, I think made me a target because I decided to be a good person. I was like, well, because this was also around the time of killing with kindness. So I was trying to be quiet or kind. Either ignore me and so don't bully me because you don't see me or you can't bully me because I'm nice. And let me tell you that killing with kindness doesn't work. Right. No, it doesn't. And I learned that every time that I snapped because people kind of left me alone for a second. Yeah, um, because you, I've been trying to be nice. But let me tell you, here we go now. And when you speak to um, teachers, here's where my beef comes. I should have skipped the grade twice. I should have skipped the third grade and I should have skipped the, skipped the seventh grade. But here's why. But here's why. Here's what my issue is. I'm going to tell you exactly what my issue is. Third grade was on some race stuff because, again, mm -hmm. my teacher, not my teacher's fault per se. Miss Melcher was new, as I told you. We, her second grade, were her first class. Mm -hmm. So she had me second grade and it was a second, third grade blend. And she was already giving me all the third grade work, basically. And she asked her more experienced teachers who were out in the suburbs, her friends who were experienced teachers that were teaching in suburbs, you know, like I have this, this student, what do you think I should do? Should I skip them? And they were basically, they basically told her, 
I mean, she's smart for a city kid. Basically, I mean, she's smart, but she's the smartest of the dummies. So she's not really smart. She's smart for a black kid. So she's not actually smart. Mm -hmm. She's that. So that's why I didn't skip third, which is fine because I actually like Miss Melcher. <laughs> the reason they didn't move me to eighth. And here's what bothers me about this, Michelle. I'll be honest with you. Seventh grade. I got pulled out of math, right? I got pulled out of math and put into eighth grade math anyway. I got pulled out of my seventh grade math class and into my eighth grade and into eighth grade math with eighth graders, all of this stuff because I was bored, because I was literally reading during class. This And it happened quickly. It was like the first month. Within the first month, and we go to school September. So by the end of September, instead of being in the seventh grade, I was seventh grade math. I was in eighth grade math. So the question came on the table, should we just move her all together? The reason I didn't skip and go all the way into the eighth grade that it came up later was because they said I was socially inept. Wow. Mind you, these are teachers that have seen me seventh and eighth grade. You've seen, you're either you're a horrible teacher and you need to be fired because you don't recognize bullying when it's happened, or you see me getting bullied and, and you don't care. You don't care. Because to say I can't skip a grade because I'm socially inept, but all of my friends are in the eighth grade. One of my classes is in the eighth grade. All of my academics uh, are even bringing you to the question of should we skip her? This is the second time this question of should we skip her is even being brought up four to four years later because the first time came up should she skip the third you it didn't happen now it's being come up should we just move her all the way into the eighth it wasn't because of my grades clearly that's why it's even on the table it was she's socially inept because i decided not to be around my torturers hmm. because i decided to go hang out with people who actually liked me how am i socially inept because because i don't hang around people my own age well, people my own age are petty, call me ugly, try to trip me in the hallway and do all this other physical nonsense. They're abusive. So, and this is why I have issue with abusive relationships in any form. I was abused and your issue was that I didn't want to be around my abuser and I chose to be around people older than me who didn't abuse me. I, but mm -hmm. I'm inept from that? Really? You, oh, it's okay. things that I feel like it's things that we see as children and we like we recognize. And back in the day, we didn't say much. One because we didn't want to be seen as being disrespectful. That's one. Mm -hmm. This us being disrespectful. That was the worst thing in the world. You know, like we had respect and we didn't want our upline to see us as disrespect. The difference nowadays. These people after us, they don't care. Which, on some levels, I can appreciate. But on some levels, I need y'all to check it. I can appreciate it if you're going to war for yourself and standing up for yourself, regardless. And that comes from, I get behind that with the civil rights. I mean, think of all the sit-ins and everything that people did. They literally right, broke, broke the law and were disrespectful to the law. They were criminals for the right reasons. So if you're going to... Be disrespectful. Be disrespectful for the right reasons. The other problem with all of this was I didn't find out till after the fact. My mother didn't find out till after the fact. Mm -hmm. It was, we've already made this decision. She's been in seventh grade the whole rest of the year. And then there's a conversation. Oh, well, we thought about skipping her. My mother's the one who came to me and told me, yeah, they didn't skip you because they said you were socially inept. 
And I was like, mind you, this is, I'm in high school by the time this conversation even comes up. And I'm like, all my friends were already in the eighth grade. She was like, I know. I was like, my math class was the eighth grade math class. I know. All of the seventh graders bullied and abused me. She's like, I know. So I was supposed to sit and break bread with these people and try to be friends with these yes. people. You're supposed to want to be socially accepted. And I, you already know. And I think that, you know what? Let me tell you right now, finding out what I found out about me not skipping the eighth grade and why is, is, was the turning point in my life. Mm -hmm. That's what did it. That is what opened my eyes to a lot of the foolishness, especially in the black community, because these teachers, most of the teachers I had, honestly, at that point were black to be quite frank. Yeah, so but, it was, but it was that it was when I learned stuff about just the world in general, how much mm -hmm. people say one thing and really want and you to do something another. Mm -hmm. It was okay. I'm ugly. I'm gonna be a good person. Does that even really matter? And like I say, I still carry the scars of that with me to this very day. Um, no, I get it. So I'm gonna just say this about bullying from my end. One is extremely damaging and you carry those scars with you forever. I will forever live with with that, with my 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 being aware of what other people might think of me first versus what I think of me. Two, a lot of these generational curses that exist that come out and manifest in bullying need to be addressed head on. And the excuses need to stop. And three, if you are a teacher or an educator or a parent and you see your child being bullied or you see, if you see your child being bullied or bullying, fix that. If you see your child being bullied, address I it. need you to address it. And I need you to go to war for your children because I yeah. wish my mother had pulled me out of that school. And I'm not saying it necessarily would have been better at Levy. And I had issues at the high school that I was going to don't, I didn't really want to be there, but the one thing it never did was kill my love for learning, but I could see how for a lot of people it would. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I completely agree with those points. And with everything said and done, I am also aware that bullying is a part of life. Mm -hmm. It's one of those unfortunate parts of life that, to be honest with you, is not going to go away. And because of that, what I will say to anyone who is currently being bullied, I'm not going to tell you to get over it in a harsh mean, ugh, whatever, get over it. Like we all go through it way in a snobbish, you know, blind way. I will say it makes you stronger. It, it does because you learn more about yourself faster because you have to. You get put, I feel like you get put in a defense mode to where you have to learn how to handle it. I will say this, when you get put in that mode, try to find a healthy way to handle it. Whether that be talking to someone, whether that be journaling, whether that be finding a pen pal that you can, you know, tell this to, find a healthy way, whether that be seeking counsel, like saying, Ma, I think I just need to talk to somebody, you know? Um, anything like that. Um, because bullying is not going anywhere. It's not going to stop because we are human. And when they say bullying builds character, I completely agree. 
it does. It makes you realize what, you know, how strong you are, like what I can handle, what I can't handle, how. But the thing is, you don't recognize that as a child. You don't. You you recognize, okay, well, I got to deal with this, how I can deal with it. And that is what creates those life stories, those scars, those wounds, because some of them aren't even scars. Some of them are just open wounds because they haven't healed yet to be a scar. So while not saying get over it, but saying let's find a way to deal with it in a healthy way. I'm not excusing the people that's bullying. You are still completely and utterly wrong. And that's truly disappointing. But knowing people are people and people are going to be people from now until the end of time. So bullying is ultimately not going to go anywhere. I'm gonna add to that, and this isn't gonna be this isn't gonna be the PC nice way to say this. I'm gonna say this the way I say this. Oh if you shoot. are being bullied, do what's healthy. Yes, all that she just said, that is that is great. Yes, do that. Yes, do it. Also think smarter. Mm-hmm. If you got to be one of those calculating people to take your enemies down, take your enemies down. Know that you Look, can take somebody do down. No, 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 no,
hone your weapon, hone your skills. That's I'm I'm not I listen, listen, I'm I'm all about vengeance. Well, clearly. Um so that's what I gotta say. And um ding ding cheers. So, and I was gonna say cheers to that because um yeah, where I am not a violent person, uh listen, I everybody gets to their breaking point. Hold on, I understand that. I'm not a violent person. I'm not, I, I don't, I lie. I'm not a violent person, but I do believe in self-defense. That's so what I'm saying? Somebody's tail, it's not the word I want to use, it's not against my creed. I'm just saying, if it's well-deserved, it's deserved. Sometimes you got to take what's given to you. Listen, I'm going to say to y'all is, I'm from New York, okay? And we believe in self-defense. We have a whole law for it. So all I'm going to say is let them hit you first. And when you hit back, hit harder and put them on their back, whether that's verbally or physically. I'm going to let you choose the medium. But that's my advice to anybody being bullied. And cheers to that. I'm in complete agreement to that. On that note, my glass is empty. I'm Siobhan. Very quickly, tell us, uh, what is your rating for your red sweet blend? No, it's a soft red blend. Ain't nothing soft Excuse about me, this. Soft red blend. So again, this is Menage a Trois Silk Soft Red Blend. To the back of the bottle we go, ladies and gentlemen. Lord. Experience Menage a Trois Silk, a smooth, seductive red blend that caresses you with every sip. This seamless, lustrous blend of Pinot Noir, Malbec, and Petite Syrah glides gracefully across your palate like silk. It's the lavish, luxurious experience you've been craving. I crave none of this. I was not seductive. It, it was smooth. I, I, that's, a, that's an adjective that's accurate. Uh, it was seamless blend of, I'm sure it is, all three of these. And let me tell you what, I don't like not nan one. This is garbage, trash, basura. I'm not for it. And the least bit, it's a one. I didn't even finish this glass. Oh, and y'all wow. know I'm good to finish it, even if I don't care for it. I could not. I feel like Sean right now, three zeros, just so zero, zero, zeros zero. I mean, I can't give it a zero because we said what, but I, I promise you, like, I really want to give this, you know what? I might, I might have to give my first zero. I can't, I can't recommend this to anybody. I can't even tell you to taste this, try this, nothing. Leave it on the shelf. Uh, Boo Frank can have all of this, all of it. It's horrendous. I really cannot say anything good okay. about this red blend. And maybe again, it's because it didn't decant. Like maybe it's supposed to be best now. No, it's better. <laughs> it's better after decanting. So I will give you the one. I will give you a one. If you like red, you may like this. It's been here for an hour. At the very outset, I tasted it and said, God, save your child. That was what I said when I first drank it because I needed deliverance. After that, sat here and opened and aired and the tannins and everything, because I think this is a full body. This is a full body. We've been talking for like an hour. So tasting this after an hour, it got a little better. But listen, listen, listen. No, it's, it's a one. It's a solid uno because I can't do a 0.5. So I'm going to round up and be kind. <laughs> Why would <laughs> they do a 0.5? You know what? You're right, because we can do point increments. It's... <clears throat> It's a point five. It's point five. It's a point five. I I I don't even know where to go with this. 
it's between a zero and a one. It, it's not better than a one, people. Okay. But I guess I will mm-hmm. come down on the pi- point five because we can't do point five increments. You're right. God, it just seems so stupid. I'm oh. done. It's horrible. Don't do it. It's bad. No. Okay. Okay. So, so you guys got a sense, a, a sense of Siobhan's Tourette's in that um, review that she went like back it's and forth. It's just bad. Oh, okay. I believe you. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I, I, okay. I can't taste it. Uh, so I, I want to believe you. Um, I'm sorry that you had that experience. Look, I'm apologizing for them. If there's any of this left for the wine out, it's coming. Because I'm not the only one that's going to suffer. Okay. I'm going to bully somebody into drinking. <laughs> okay, well, I, I am now going to give my rating, which is definitely a three and a half. Because, yay. Oh, great. Yes. I we I'm trying to I'm trying to bring the mood up because it just got real hostile. Like it was like eh, 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 and yeah. Um mine is a 3.5 for this uh rose of Pinot Grigio. Um I I give it a 3.5 because I'm not a big sparkling person. Mm. That's never as I the older I get and the more I get into these wines and things like that, I find I, I am finding that out about myself. I'm not a big sparkling person. Uh, the Pinot Grigio itself, you can taste it and it's it's good. It's smooth. It tastes the sparkle is not overpowering. It blended very nicely with it. Um, I had it with what did my husband call this? A garden taco or something like that. Um, and it was pleasant. It was pleasant. It went very well with that. So, and I do recommend something like, like, you know, like a taco or a, a, a cucumber sandwich, um, you know, something like light hors d'oeuvres. This mm-hmm. would be one of those light hors d'oeuvres type of cocktail wines to me. And again, this is my opinion. I did enjoy it. There's no description on the back of the bottle because my <laughs> wines don't work that way. Um, <laughs> As far as sweetness goes, it wasn't really sweet. It it had more of the sparkle to it, but it wasn't really sweet, which I, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's so uh, a solid. I'll do, I said 3.5, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give it a solid 3.5. Like, And that's only because I'm not a big fan of sparkling. If I feel like if I like sparkling, it would probably, the rating would be higher. But yeah, I like it. I definitely like it. Uh, yeah. So before we go, so the summer is over, guys. Srap. Fall is coming. Fall is here. Mm-hmm. And so we did this at the spring, at the end of spring, which wasn't really a whole long time, long time. So I pulled <laughs> um, our stats, our podcast listener stats. Um, you know, you can catch us on all your major podcast platforms. And so I pulled them for the summer, July through August, because we'd already done June. So just kind of a little off, but July through August. So. Our top countries Uh-oh. that we had listeners were the United States, of course, France, oh wow, Brazil, Germany, Bahrain, 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 the United Kingdom, and Japan. And I just want to shout out to those in France, Germany, Bahrain, and Japan, because y'all are new. Y'all were not here when I pulled uh, two months ago. So those are our countries. So our states. Do you want to take a guess of what our top state is? Is it in the East Coast? Yes. 
Well, yes, yes, it is. I had to think geography for a second. Yes. Is it above the equator? Yes, yeah, states are above the equator. The United States, the whole country is above the equator. So, yes. I meant, not, Jesus, not above. I meant like close to it. Is it south? Is that true? It's, it's like southeast. Thank you. think? It's in a weird position. If you guys could see my face right now. <laughs> Am I guess I'm guessing the city or the state? The state. Our Tennessee. top state. Yes. Oh, right. Our top state is Tennessee, followed by the DMV area, of course. Of Alexandria, course. Temple Hills, all y'all. Hey. Mm-hmm. Texas coming in third. Dallas, I see y'all. Y'all still here. Y'all yes. still here, Texas. <laughs> Tennessee came to play this time around. Kentucky, <laughs> Louisville, is you still okay. there with us? And okay. California, San Francisco. Oh, okay. Yeah. So since okay. you guessed the state, do you want to guess what our top city is? In Tennessee? Mm-hmm. Girl, I don't know cities in Tennessee. I just know it's the state. Okay. So our top <laughs> city is West Memphis. Oh, Memphis, Tennessee. That makes sense. Okay. Our top city is West Memphis, followed by the next is D.C., of course. Um, hometown. Hometown, hometown. Dallas coming up third. And then Alexandria, you know, the DMV area places. <laughs> and our top uh, platforms are Amazon, then Audible. Audible is new, oh, so wow. if you are listening on Audible, shout out to hello, you. Hello, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome. welcome. Giving you Be the sure church welcome. on YouTube, you get to see us. <laughs> so, yes, uh, Amazon, Audible, Google, Chrome, which I'm assuming maybe people listening on the website, but I'm uh-huh. not really sure, Probably. and Spotify. So okay. thank you to all of our listeners all over yes. the world, literally. All over. Literally. Bonjour à France. Uh, à France, bonjour. And um, God. hola in Brazil. I, you know, what's up in Germany? I really, I don't know German. I don't know German, sorry. I was going to say know. something ignorant again. I'm not going to do I this. I don't really know what y'all speaking about, friends. Is that Arabic? It sounds like it. Y'all speak Arabic in Bahrain? Hold on, let me look that up. Bahrain language. I mean, even in the Middle East, but I don't want to. Arabic is, so I'm going to say to y'all, marhaban. Marhaban. Sorry if that's not 100% right. I learned Arabic from an Egyptian, so that's all I really got is marhaban and Leila Saida. Okay? That's that's what I can do. Um, And I got nothing. I love, I mean, I love the love and appreciate (laughs) everything but I'm not even about to, okay? My name is French, <laughs> and y'all heard me butcher uh, the French wine. Yes, a mountain cadet, okay? Uh, <laughs> hello to those UK across the seas, and konnichiwa to Japan. Hello, hello. I know that one. So that's me saying hello to everybody. <laughs> If I ruined and I your accent, I'm sorry. On what you said. Hey, hey so, We are happy to have all of our listeners. We really do truly appreciate you all. So I just want to shout y'all out. Please follow us on Instagram 
connect with us say hi to us on instagram yes we talk back i promise y'all we, we talk do. back we're not anti-social that much i promise you we just two regular people we definitely enjoy conversation hence the podcast and all the various topics that we have <laughs> ladies and gentlemen so please don't be shy um look if you want to see us please subscribe to our youtube channel go to youtube leave a comment under any one of the uh the in colors the wine outs we'll talk to you we'll have a problem with it just let us know we want to hear from you guys um and we definitely appreciate it we we are like i said two regular people that really just feel like we cannot be the only people that feel and think this way so appreciate the love i appreciate the the support in every way that you guys have um it's truly appreciated and it makes gives me the warm and fuzzies on the insides i feel it in my jellies as they say on pokemon <laughs> oh boy the pokemon i watched it the other day i did i was i was the other day he was like you feel it in your jellies i was like i don't know why that's the cutest thing in the world <laughs> but pikachu is my favorite pikachu and jigglypuff are my favorite pokemon so it's the whole thing charmander I, all day for those fire let me see. see Charmander, Charmander and Bulbasaur were the two I was here for. Yes. Valid. Angry Water and people. fire. You know what I'm saying? So she tried. Such a I'm sorry. Pikachu is lightning, right? Okay, but Pikachu is yeah. true. Uh, but you had to get Pikachu there. Like, Pikachu was like, oh, Pika Pika, Pika Pika. You know, it was Pikachu. Like, it was cute, right? Until you pissed it off. I think that, I think I'm Pikachu. I think I'm Charmander. I think I'm Big Beach. Every group. All right, anyway, we have to go, you know people. Ladies and gentlemen, this brings us to a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful conclusion of another great episode of A Little Something to Write About with your host, Ta'e Michelle and Siobhan Camille. <laughs> and we'd like to thank you for joining us this week. Be sure to join us each and every Wednesday for another new episode. And let us know, what are your feelings on bullying? Have you been bullied? We'd like to hear about that experience and how you handled it. Remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel. The link is in the bio. Or just hit us up on our Instagram at a little something, the number two, wine about. And as always, there's nothing wrong with a little wine. Toodles.